Thanks so much for listening to the Living Grace Church podcast. You can catch all our sermons on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy this message. I I must admit, I love the amens. Oh, is this right where it is? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, the amens are great. Amen to that. Because it means you agree. It means let it be. You know that, that famous song, let it be, is amen, let it be which is awesome. So good to see you all here this morning. Thank you for joining us. The thing about doing your phone is that all, you know, all these things come up. Oh, okay. I thought that might be the case. Thanks, George. That was wonderful. They're trying to make me look better than, you know, better, which I need a lot of help these days. I thinned out a lot, and I noticed, by the way, that light was going on and off, and I'm thinking, great, right on on my nice little bald spot, just let it stand out all the more. But look, I just wanted to say, not only is it great to see you, but, you know, there's a joy when we come together. You know, when Jesus came, he came to set us free. You know, unfortunately, uh, what religion does is try to bring rules and regulation and says, you can't have joy and you can't smile. You've got to be stiff and you've got to be quiet. That's, that's not the way of church. The, you know, unfortunately, somewhere down the track, it got mixed up and man got involved and man started to de- want to develop rules and regulations. But Jesus came to set us free and have freedom and have joy. You know, when they gathered in the early days, they were actually called love feasts. Did you know that? The early church were called love feasts because people loved being together and they would eat together and fellowship and it was a great time. And other people would be so envious and say, why are these Christians so joyful and happy in the midst of whatever they're going through? And in the early days, you know, they were persecuted quite a bit. But yet they carried joy and it just baffled them. They couldn't comprehend it. And I think that joy needs to return once again. When you come in this house, there's joy. No matter what we face, as we sung, our God is with us. So I just pray that this morning you just loosen up a little bit. Just relax. Chill out a bit. And enjoy what God is going to do, what God is going to say. And let's have a good time. And I'm so excited about the baptisms at, at the end of the service. So please stay. And I'll just announce when some of you might have to get changed. But also before I start, I just want to say this, that we're in a great season. I don't know if you know, but we're in a a great season of harvest. That means God is at work. God has been at work. He always is at work. And there's many people who are going to come to faith and to know Jesus Christ. That's an awesome time to live in. The greatest harvest ever known. Because there's been such... A hard time throughout the whole earth and people are looking for truth, looking for answers, looking for hope, looking for a way. And the answer will always be Jesus. No matter what we face, no matter what season, no matter what time. The other thing that I really sense is going to be effortless. It's not going to be a striving. Oh, we've got to do this and we've got to do this harder. 
No, no. It's going to be a great time as we enter in and partner with the Lord Jesus, partner with the Holy Spirit at the moment. If we set our sails to his wind, he will take us to the destination and it's going to be easy. It's not hard. It's effortless. And the minute we open our mouths even, God will fill it. The minute we open our mouths and start to share with people, even yesterday we had so many opportunities to just share with people about Jesus and about truth. Because unfortunately, people have the wrong view of Jesus, the wrong view of Christianity, the wrong view of religion. God is a good God who loves and wants to reveal himself to us all the time. He just wants to spend time with us. He longs to spend time with you and I. Can you fathom that? That the creator of the universe wants to hang out with you. He says, come on, let's just sit. Let's just eat together. Let's just sup. You know, as Revelation says, behold, I stand and knock at the door of your heart. Let me in and let's eat together. Let's sup together. Let's take time out. Who doesn't love quality time over a meal? I think it's one of the favorite things that that I love to do outside of praise and worship. Just hanging out. And so I pray that this morning we would sense this new season of being with joy It's effortless. We're going to see signs and wonders. We're going to see amazing things. And here's the thing about it. And none of us can boast that we did it. None of us can boast that's because we did all this purely because it's God's time, God's season, and that's what God's wanting to do right now. And we go, yep, I want to do it. I give you all the glory. Just let me revel in your glory. That's That's all I'm focused on at the moment. I want to revel in his glory. And if that doesn't make sense to you, uh, l- let me just explain it maybe in another way. If someone's partying and, they've, and they're celebrating and you've come into that party and you see all this celebration, you enter into that time. That's all you have to do, enter in. And right now, all we need to do is enter in the season of what God has. And it's a great time. So rejoice. You can smile. Why don't you turn to someone and just smile? Well, if you can, even with the masks and stuff, you know, it's okay. All good. Father, we just commit this time to you. I pray right now that, Father, you would take this word and that, Father, would resonate with so many. I pray, Father God, that this morning there will be fresh bread and that people may partake of that fresh bread, a word in season, and that it won't return void and it accomplishes everything you want it to do. And so we thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, empower everything this morning from start to finish. And I pray we see the amazing things that we read about, talk about, and we believe it's for now as well. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the title of this, yeah, amen. The title of this message is Being Overcomers. To be an overcomer, and you and I are that exactly. We are overcomers. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. It's all about love. It's all about the love of God. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So if you could turn with me to 1 John, firstly, chapter 5, and, uh, chapter five verse 4, and we'll, we'll get there. So I want to start here. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world 
And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So you and I, it's so easy and simple and we complicate. Why do human beings want to complicate it? It is so easy and simple. Jesus overcame the world. By you believing in what Jesus did and accomplished at the cross makes you an overcomer, makes you victorious in him because he was victorious. You are now a victor. You are victorious. And it's from this standing point and this position that we do everything in life that you are already victorious. You're not waiting for the victory. You are victorious because of what he did for us. And that's a great thing. But even better than that, you know this word uh, victory? If I could have a, maybe a Greek person. Any Greeks in the house? Anyway, it, I think it's nena, nena noikeka. Nena noikeka. I hope I'm saying it right. Anyway, I don't think I'm pronouncing it right, but there's the word Nike in there. This is where the sports brand got its name from, from this original Greek word about victory. They came up with the brand Nike. They got it from the word of God. And I tell you what, is it a victorious sports brand? Well, in a sense, it is. And I don't want to speak over the mic now about the brand, but this is where they stole it from. This is where they got it from, to be victorious. You know what thing about it, though? It not only means being victorious, but it's to get the better of, the better of something. When you're facing things, it's to get the better of it. You come above it. And not only that, it's describing a completed action in the past that has continuing impact in the present. I'm just going to repeat that so you grab a hold of it. Okay, describing a completed action in the past that has continuing impact in the present. I am always victorious in Christ Jesus because what he did on that cross, his death, his burial, his resurrection. That's why we are more than conquerors, through him who loved us and gave himself for us. That's what love looks like. He demonstrated it for you and I. So all of us that believe... In Jesus Christ, the Son of God, have been made overcomers. So next time you see yourself in the mirror, you need to say, I'm an overcomer in Christ Jesus. You need to declare who you are, what the Bible says you are in Christ. And take that position in Christ. You know, we're seated in Christ Jesus. What? In heavenly places. That's where we're seated. We're already seated in Christ in heavenly places. So if we're already in Christ in heavenly places, therefore we can call forth heaven to earth because we're already seated there. So our perspective no longer should be from earth to heaven, from heaven to earth, calling heaven forth down. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's our position. That's our standpoint. I think the, the minute we start to live it and believe it and walk it, things start to shift in our life. We create an atmosphere in our world just by that authority and understanding and knowing 
who we are in Him. And sometimes you say, well, Claude, it might be for you. No, not always. But if you start declaring it and living it, there's something that shifts. You know, there's something that God is pleased in. And it's a simple thing. It's called faith. (laughs) Without it, you can't please Him. Isn't it amazing that He chose to do it this way? He chose for people to get saved through faith, by grace, through faith. So no one can boast. That's what the scripture says. So, no, so it puts us all on a level playing field. Everyone becomes on a level playing field. It's not about what you did, what you thought you did, what you're going to do. Everyone now, you know, I always say grace is the great equalizer. It equalizes everybody. And all of a sudden we understand from this point, And the minute we believe, ah, God. Yeah, it's God smiles. Aha. It's like a father with a child. When their when their child actually says, Dad, give me a surprise. And you go, Yeah, I'll get you a surprise. They don't think you're not gonna get them a surprise. They're excited and they're forever saying, Where's my surprise? Where's my surprise? They believe. And I think there's something that pleases God in the heart of God. And he just smiles. And that's how I picture God sometimes. When I'm eating, when I'm doing things, I picture God smiling over me. That's 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 where I live, if I can say that. And you, and you might say, well, how do you get there? Well, you will when you understand what a loving father is. When you've built this relationship of quality time and you get to understand who he is and his personality and what, what he is like and how he speaks to you. And when you live there, you don't think about the other stuff. You don't think about sin. You don't think about all the other things that are going on. You live there, and it's out of that place that you start to see and you view things in that lens and in that framework. So therefore, I'm not shaken and I'm not moved. Because no matter what, God's got it. All things work together for what? For good. To those who love God, who are called according to what? His purposes. No matter what we face, no matter what we go through, all things work together for good. That's the God. He will work it out. God is always at work on your behalf. Even sometimes when you don't think there's a way, when you don't think it's the way you thought, God somehow turns things around and then you go, aha. You know, you, you know when you have one of those aha moments? And you go, aha. And there's a sigh of relief because you finally get it, who God is and, it, and he's for you, not against you. If we could turn to 1 John chapter 4, uh, yeah, verse 4. So 1 John again, chapter 4, verses 4 to 6. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, And the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Greater is he that is in us. If you've accepted Jesus Christ into your heart and life, greater is is he who is in you than he who is in the world. You've got the greater one. You know, that's why David 
could face Goliath. Even though Goliath was huge, and I love Pastor Graham's message on it. Yep, we won't get... <laughs> it was a great message. But he could face knowing, even though Goliath was a giant, greater was his God. Greater was his God who's able to do all things. All things are possible with God. doesn't matter what we face and what it looks like. And we've been given the truth and we have the spirit of truth. And I tell you, in this season, we've needed much discernment. I can tell you, we've needed to rely on the Holy Spirit to bring truth, to cut through all the lies. You know, I, I stopped watching the, the media quite a, a while ago. I stopped watching the news. Well, I watched some, selective. Because you know what? There's a lot of lies. But one thing you can count on is the Word of God. It is always truth. And it's that truth that we abide in. It's that truth that we live in. Romans 8, 37 to 39. As I said, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded... That neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I don't know about you, that praise the Lord for that one. This is why we have the victory. Nothing can separate us. Not death. Not life, not any created thing, not the enemy. Nothing can separate us. Nothing can separate me. The Lord will never leave me or forsake me. And when you live there, you know you have a, a bit of a leap in your step. No matter what you face. And yes, things come against us. And sometimes you, you're a little bit shaken, but not stirred. Is that, is that the James Bond title? No, I don't know. Anyway. I'm a bit old, bit old, so I know some of these movies. But you know what? That's the whole thing. And then the perspective comes in and you go, hold on a minute. God's got this. I'm loved. No matter what, nothing can separate me. And you know the thing about his blood that he shed on the cross, paid for our sins, past, present, future, all the time. You know, I wear this uh, little bangle here, which is, um, and on it is engraved, Revelation 12, 11. And they overcame him by what? The blood of the lamb. And they did not love their life unto death. And, and when I say this, I just say, I don't fear death. Nor do I fear covid no, do I, nor do I fear any other thing, because it doesn't matter, because God has my time. My times are in his hands, no matter what, and I can't be separated. I'm not saying that to test God, by no means. Right now, I'm choosing to live, a bit like Paul said, you know. Paul says, you know what, I'm torn. I'd rather go to and be with the Lord, because it's far better. How glorious would it be? It, it is far better. To die is gain. For a Christian to die is gain. 
You know, it's only in Christianity that the fear of death is removed or the sting of death. Because unfortunately, the enemy had power over humanity because people don't want to die. Because they're clinging to life because this is all they can see. But I tell you what, what they can't see is eternal. What they can't see is far better. And that's the reality. And so when you live in this perspective, there's a freedom that comes over you. And so you don't fear. I mean, how many times is is, do not fear quoted in the Bible? 365 times. Why? One for every day. Do not fear. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. He has overcome. And we are more than conquerors, so therefore we are overcomers. You know, just do it. To use their Nike expression, live there all the time. So we can have confidence from start to finish in our journey when we hold fast our confession of hope. This is what I believe. And it says the just shall live by what? Their faith. Their faith. Not just faith. Their faith. I live by my faith. You live by your faith. It is your faith. It is your walk. Everyone has a different walk. And it is your faith in action that sees you through as you believe. It's a bit like that centurion in, in, uh, in the Gospels. When he came to Jesus, he believed. He'd heard these stories that Jesus can do anything. And so he thought, you know what? If Jesus can do anything, I believe that. I'm going to go to Jesus and ask for healing for my servant. And when he sees Jesus, he starts to say, Jesus, Jesus was willing to go. He says, heal my servant. Jesus was willing to go with him to bring the healing. He goes, no, no, Jesus, you don't need to do that. Just speak a word. Just speak a word. And you know what amazes me is that Jesus marveled. Can you imagine making Jesus marvel? Wow. Faith made Jesus marvel. And he says such this statement that always resonates with me. I have not seen greater faith in all of Israel. Can you imagine? So this non-Jew, this Gentile, and Gentiles, just so you know, a Gentile was regarded as a dog. A non-Jew in the olden days, if you weren't Jewish, you were regarded as a dog. What a thought, eh? Unclean. And this dog, if you like, goes to Jesus believing. And then Jesus, don't you love how Jesus does that? He says, I haven't seen greater faith. in all. And, and he and really raises him, doesn't he? He honors him. He glorifies him. And that's what Jesus does for you and I. Faith is the substance of being hoped for. That's why we're overcomers. So we don't let our hearts be troubled, no matter what we face, no matter what we go through. And many of us at the moment, you know, the suddenly of life happened, didn't he? All of a sudden, COVID hit. Decisions had to be made. There was challenges, finances, health issues for many. And we know the go-to person will always be Jesus. We can't rely on anyone else or anything else but Jesus. You know, there's a story in the Bible which I I, I quite enjoy. And it's about Hezekiah. 
And Hezekiah is found in 2 Kings 18. But he becomes king and he's doing well and he's trying to do the right thing. And actually he does some amazing things that bring reform to his city. So while he's doing this everyday life, doing the things of God, doing amazing things, the suddenly, the unexpected of life happens. The enemy comes in and threatens him. A larger enemy, a bigger enemy, threatens Hezekiah and his kingdom. And he sends, and the enemy, the king of Assyria, sends what's called the Rab Shaker. I think that's the terminology. And the Rab Shaker wants to shake things up, if you like. And he tries to shake Hezekiah up. And he tries to shake the people up, rattle their faith, rattle their belief, rattle their circumstance, rattle what they see. And he actually gives him a letter to Hezekiah with all these demands. And he says, what other gods have ever delivered our king? In other words, our, he was boasting. He started to boast against God. He started to boast against no one's able to stand. So you know what Hezekiah does? I love it. I love what Hezekiah does. He gets this mail, this letter, and he goes to God. I can't move too far. And he goes, God, you've got mail. Because this ain't addressed to me. This is not my mail. This is your mail. This is your problem because this person isn't talking against me. He's really talking against you, your kingdom, your plan, your will, your people, your land. And see, I believe that the, the enemy through COVID has tried to do exactly that. Delay that which God had intended. And you know what's amazing about this story? Hezekiah didn't even have to lift a finger. He goes to God. He prays to God. God says, I've got this. I've got this, Hezekiah. Don't worry. You don't have to lift a finger. You don't have to do a thing. An angel of the Lord rocks up to the enemy's camp. Come on. Just start releasing some angels. Say, God, release some angels. He releases the angel of the Lord to the camp. And just for some of you who don't know the story, I'll just say what happens. But you know this big army? The angel of the Lord kills 185,000 people. You might say, wow, why would God do that? Well, you know what? When you touch the apple of his eye and you touch the will of God, God intervenes. That was not in God's agenda. It was not God's plan. And he, see, this rab shaker started to, you know, boast. Because he trusted in man. But Hezekiah trusted in God. And that's where you and I need to put our trust. Take God out at his word. And all of a sudden, that king of Assyria runs with a tail between his legs back home. Never to, never to go, and he actually, he never comes again, he gets killed. Done and dusted. I think there's a victory there, isn't there? 
I think he got the victory. I think Hezekiah got the better of. I think he was more than an overcomer because he trusted in his God. So whatever you're facing right now, if you've got mail, you've got situations, you know what? Present it to the Lord and say, Lord, this is, this is yours because I'm yours. You know, whatever belongs to, to you belongs to God in essence. Whoever touches you touches God. No matter what we face, no matter what we go through, we are more than conquerors. We are overcomers. We have the victory, past, present, future, no matter what it looks like. And don't think of it out of your own eyes that God's going to do this. God will do it his way. He'll make a way that seems right to him in his time, in his way. Don't try and work it out. You know, as Proverbs 3.5 says, lean not. This is my go-to. You know what? When I face things, this is my go-to scripture. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. And he will make your paths straight. Even if they seem a bit shaky, even if they seem a bit cool, he will make them straight. He will clear the path. He's that good shepherd that clears the pathway for his sheep so they don't trip up. So they don't fall, so they don't stumble. He's got this. And right now in the season we're in, God's got this. COVID or not, your situation or not, God will make a way where there isn't a way. You know, the, there's a song that I've been, um, an old song I've been just singing. I just, one morning I woke up uh, to it and I just can't get it out of my spirit. And it's an old Amy Grant song called El Shaddai. And, uh, and I thought, okay, well, I better look up again what El Shaddai means. El Shaddai means the God who is more than enough. He is the all-sufficient one. In other words, all things are possible with him. He's got this. He's the God who is more than enough. The all-sufficient one. El Shaddai. And I've just been playing that old song and I've got another version of it and I've got it on repeat. And I just sit there and I meditate who he is, who he is to me. This is my God. He's my El Shaddai. Not just the world. I personalize it. And you start to declare, you're the all-sufficient one, no matter what I face. You're more than enough. I'm satisfied in you. I'm content in you. You will have your way. You will prevail no matter what. And just sing it over you. Start, you know, his name. See, God didn't just come up with these names. It's who he is. It's his person. That's why even the great I am, he revealed himself to Moses as the great I am. When you sometimes face things, God, can, uh, are you going to do something? I am. God, can you hear me type thing? I am. He's the great I am. No matter what you face, speak his name over you. If those who are getting baptized uh, maybe would like to get their way and those who are doing the baptizing, if you'd like to get changed, now would be a good time as I sort of bring it to a bit of a close. You are more than conquerors. You're an overcomer. You can overcome anything with Christ. 
Our life is what? Hidden in Christ. That's where our life is. It's hidden. It's hidden in Christ. He's done it all. And those of you who are getting, who are getting baptized this morning, they're identifying with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's exactly what they're doing. Identifying with the death, burial, and resurrection. And they come up out of that water in newness of life. The past has gone. The sins have gone. Anything that was past that wasn't good is done and dusted with. It's dealt with. And you come up in this newness of life. And if there's some of you here this morning who have never given your heart to Jesus, or you've never, or if you haven't gotten baptized and you've given your heart to Jesus, it's not too late. If you want to get baptized, just please come, come and see um, Norma over here and uh, we'll add you to the list this morning, which is awesome. The other thing I just, the Lord reminded me of just, just now was, you know, and just like Abraham, you know, Abraham's known the father of faith. The father of faith. So if you want to learn about faith, you think, okay, well, let's go to the start. Where did this start from? Where did, it, where did this belief came from? And Abraham says he was, he's the father of faith because he believed and it was a credit to him as righteousness. So you and I, it's the same thing. When you and I believe, it's accredited to us. In other words, it's deposited to us. Imagine if like, you believed, you knew where you were getting the money, and then that money is what going into the bank account. It's going to be deposited. You don't second guess it. It's deposited. That's what faith is. All of a sudden, as you believe, it's accredited to you. It's deposited to you. And it's accredited for righteousness. You've been made righteous. You are now a son, a daughter of God. You are holy. You are just, just like the scripture says. And you need to see yourself that way and live there as sons and daughters of God, as we've been reading the scriptures. You know, the Holy Spirit this morning will come and he will touch your hearts. You know, if you open up to him, the Holy Spirit will come and touch your heart, touch your mind. If you let him in, if you need a fresh infilling, the Holy Spirit is here. You know, the thing about... The Holy Spirit and Jesus, God, perfect gentleman, if you, if you like, a perfect gentleman. They don't force themselves on you. They will ask. But what we do as humans sometimes, we close our heart, we close the door, and we don't let anyone in. But I pray that this morning you would allow and let the Holy Spirit in. And if you need a fresh feeling, let him in. And for some that are getting baptized this morning, they're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not only in water, but with the Holy Spirit. And therefore they are sealed. It's God's way of sealing people that he says they belong to me. Just like if you had cattle and you'd brand the cattle and you'd know who the cattle belongs to. Well, the Holy Spirit seals us for the day of redemption means we belong to him, we're saved, and we're going to be with our Lord. Whether it's in life or death, it doesn't matter. 
Okay, so bless your church this morning. Why don't you give the Lord a clap offering? And could I have those who are getting baptized just to come up the front? And I'll hand it over to Pastor Alex and Bianca here. Yeah, so those getting baptized. So good. Yeah, Pastor Graham, you you come out too. Come out the front too, Pastor. Yeah, let's let's take our time. We don't have to rush this. Give people opportunity to share. And if you want to join and get baptized, it's not too late. I'm looking around. <laughs> good morning, church. We're here to celebrate. You know, I love what the Bible says. The Bible says that, that if when one person, one sinner gives their lives to Christ, the Bible says that there is celebration in heaven. And so this morning, sorry, I'll get out of the way so everyone can see it. This morning we are going to celebrate as, uh, as we partake in this amazing, amazing, you know what it is? It's, it's a 